1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. Imagine a whole theater for you and 20 guests. Book your private cinema at Marcus Cinemas now for only $99. MarcusTheaters.com slash private cinema. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys? Very good. good. Very nice to be back, actually. I bet. Now, before we get started this morning, I'm not sure, you know, we, we mentioned the uh, the whole Riff 50th anniversary celebration over you. So we dabble in radio in this segment as well, right? A little bit, sure. A dabble. We pretty much do whatever you want. That's true. That's true. We can. We have. We do. We talk about <laughs> sports. We talk about whatever. Um, are you familiar with Chip Hobart? I know that name, and I know, you know, kind of. You know who it is. Chip was I, a guy who worked here in the late 80s. He did afternoons, and Chip was everywhere in the country. Chip was in Chicago. He was at, what, CKLW in Detroit for years. Yep. Um, yeah. He was in Minneapolis. He was in Boston. He was at a lot of big radio stations. And like I said, he worked here when we first got here. Um, Chip passed away yesterday at oh, 73. Yeah. And he's a guy who'd been in radio since his dad was in radio. And his dad let him get into radio, which is irresponsible parenting. I was going to say, you know, there's the Child Protective Services. Yeah. Well, right. That guy. But Chip got his first job in radio when he was 15. I love stories like that. I mean, I, you know, whether it's in the, you know, in whatever it's in, but, you know, you hear that in media, you know, newspapers. I knew a lot of people who, like, started out as copy boys, you know, and, uh, you know what? You know what they in Britain they'd call piss pots uh, <laughs> in, the, in the newsroom, and uh, you know, and they wound up becoming great columnists or beat reporters or Pulitzer Prize winners. But Chip was just an old time disc jockey. He had he talked in that radio that uh, the, the, I can't even do voice. the voice. He just everything he did sounded like oh yeah. He just rah, rah. Chip just kind of growled everything out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Chip passed away yesterday at seventy three years uh, old. He worked here. A- and he worked at QFM across town before he came over here with us. Yeah, no, it's a great that's it's it's a great generation of radio, and yeah, you guys are part of that too. You came out of that, you know, that group of really present, um, iconic radio people. You know, who they 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 totally got what radio was about and what radio could do. He, I mean, his list of stations he worked at across the country <laughs> is as long as your arm. It's like. God, I would have never wanted to move as much as he did. Yeah, some it's people, just, but some people they get into the media to do that. I he did, that's for sure. He was just a radio guy. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, you know, that's uh, it sounds like a a life and career well lived. Uh, he was a uh, Chip. Chip was just that. Whenever somebody brings up Chip Hobart's name, I'll admit I just laugh because Chip was just Mister Radio yeah. of all the guys we've worked with. He was he was Mister Radio. Well, you so. need you need them. So, all right, where do we start this morning on the music news? I mean, I guess, you know, there's still a residual Grammy Award uh, fallout this year, you know, not the least of which is that it was one of the one of the lowest-rated Grammys in history, less than half of what they got in 2020. Uh, now, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into that, you know, including that there was, you know, I think the biggest, the biggest part of this is adults watch TV, older adults watch tv younger music fans are viewing on are viewing on the they don't just don't view network tv so they're not there even though this was a, lord knows this was a show that was designed for the younger music fan uh, you know there's and then as you as you talk about the people who are tv watchers 
they kind of know by now that the show is going to be too damn long, so they, yeah. they've written, they've written it off, and it's just so yeah, it's a shame because it was a it was actually a very good Grammy Award show. I think a lot of the things they did with it because of the pandemic made it a better quality show. You think maybe they uh, the older watchers were turned off by the Cardi B stuff or? Uh-huh. I think they were turned off before that. Okay. Oh, really? So they were gone even before well, that happened? I mean, I think oh. they didn't even tune in. I okay. mean, there, oh, okay. there just wasn't much there. I'm not a good measuring stick on that because I've, I think award shows are just a waste of time. I haven't watched them in forever. Oh. I just, I whether it's sports or music or movies or whatever, I'm just not interested. But this, I was stunned by the numbers that came in, and Carrie even said, "I think this is the end of award shows." I, I don't know if it's the end of award shows. I do think the Grammys have to do a rethink about how they present the show and where they present the show. It may not be a network show anymore. Now, that said, if you're getting enough advertising and if CBS is going to pay the Recording Academy enough, they're still going to keep it, but they need to probably find other platforms uh, for it because, yeah, they've made a, they made a commitment this year to, to the younger demographic, and it didn't pay off for them in terms of ratings. Uh, I did get them, you know, plenty, you know, all sorts of different reaction. I mean, you know, the the FCC got more than 80 complaints about Cardi B and Megan The Stallion doing WAP. Um, you know, not not a surprise there. That way, it was an interesting juxtaposition on the Grammys for this year. I thought for how good the Grammy Awards were for women and with you know female winners, including the the top four categories, all went to women. And then you had WAP. Uh, and granted, granted, WAP was in a lot of ways no different than what we see every... I can't believe we're even saying that. You know, to it's tell no you the different truth. than what we see every Sunday afternoon in NFL football games, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But but it was still, it was kind of jarring, I thought. You know, uh, does Wolfgang, uh, does Wolfgang uh, Van Halen have grounds to be upset about Eddie's tribute? I think he does have a point. I, I didn't this, see it, so I don't know what happened. This was kind of convoluted. So, you know, they, first of all, and I even tweeted, you know, when my live tweeting and posting about this, they were teasing the in memoriam section and didn't mention Eddie. You know, they mentioned, uh, they mentioned John Prine, they mentioned Little Richard, uh, they mentioned Kenny Rogers, and I'm like, whoa, this is something, something's weird here. Then during the segment itself, what they did was they showed Eddie's guitar spotlighted on a stage with a video of him playing which I actually thought was a nice way to do it. However, that they, they also did full-length tributes to Little Richard, to Kenny Rogers, John Prine, and then Jerry Marsden from Jerry and the Pacemakers. So Wolf gets on social media the next day, and first of all, he reveals that he was asked uh, to, come, to come play, to come play Eruption, and he turned it down just because he said, no, nobody plays Eddie but Eddie. Okay, fair enough. But then he was—he didn't realize that the segment was his dad's 15 seconds were going to be surrounded by full-length tributes for other people, and so he—you know—he went off on a on a well-written screed about how you know the Grammys are so not about rock anymore, and that this really was a slap in the face to the rock audience as well. Well, that part is is 100% true. They don't care about no, rock they don't. music. They at don't. The when, uh, when Black Pumas, yeah. who I love, are your token rock act, you're not. You know, and maybe maybe Heim, uh, but you you know you're really not dealing with rock. 
you know, at the Grammys right now. So, so I think Eddie, I think Wolfgang had a, had a good point. All right, let's talk about South by Southwest then. How's that going to go this year? Well, because you love I mean, going you to know, that. It's, and... it's going, and this is probably the the strongest my voice has been in the middle of March, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, South right. by Southwest week. Then, uh, you know, since we've started uh, started doing this together, and that's because South by Southwest is online this year it's a virtual south by southwest it's pretty strange that sort of fits in with the whole techie sort of flavor it has it, well it does it does and you know basically they've got and you know it's probably more accessible to the public right now because it's a little less expensive so sxsw.com if you want to see the next couple of days they are doing music showcases they're virtual and it's it's i'll tell you it's a little hard to engage with them in the same way as when you're in in a club uh I did. I did check out Willie Nelson's keynote talk, which which was nice. And Mick Fleetwood did something yesterday. They premiered a new documentary about making Tom Petty's Wildflowers, as well as the new film about Sparks, uh, the band Sparks. So it, it's going, and it's like I said. But a big part of it was the the food and the places to go, right? Well, that's I mean, it. Yeah, I am. I did have a friend send me a brisket. Oh. As a, you know, as a kind of, I know you're not down here, but you ought to have. Wait a minute, since you a brisket, is it smoked already? It's pre-smoked. It's pre-made. Okay. Ooh, pop, all right. Pop in the oven. That doesn't mean it won't be enhanced a little here. <laughs> That's good. But, Otherwise, uh, you can run over to my brother's house and smoke it at his place. He's, yeah, I'll be uh, right there. He's not I'll far be, from you in Michigan. Okay, yeah, tell, tell him I'm coming as soon as I hang up. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, it's it's a way to do it. It's not the first conference that's done it this year, Americana Music Conference, uh, National Association of Music Merchandisers. They're all finding a way to have their conferences, make a little money, get some sponsorship uh, this year. I think everybody is pretty pretty optimistic at this point about being able to hold their conferences in 2022, but we'll see. Have you, by the way, checked into a shot for yourself? I'm, I'm on the list for one of the max, uh, mass vaccination centers here, okay. hopefully soon. All right. Um, had an opportunity to volunteer at a at a site and get a shot today, but really? of course it, it would have interfered with this. So we, I, I let somebody uh, else have a shot. You I are committed to the Bob we, and we Brian show. We keep getting turned down for this business. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, see, no. somebody's somebody's got to like it. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody here's does. here's a name that I just whenever I see it on the list, I know I'm going to bring it up because I just like him, Sammy Hagar. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sammy does so many things right, and so uh, the latest the latest thing he did right is he and his band Circle have another virtually recorded cover out there, Bad Case of Loving You, the Robert Palmer song. You know, they, of course, put out a, a full album in the fall of the covers they were doing in 2020, and, you know, I asked Sammy at the time, I said, is this going to keep going? And he said, you know, if we can't go out and play live, yes, we will, and sure enough, here's the first new one. So I suspect there are more in the offing. And uh, but it's you know it's a really good version of the song, very well suited to this band. I mean, this is a rock and roll band, and uh, and a good song for them. Billie Eilish's popularity isn't diminishing at all. No, well, first of all, she wins Grammy for Song of the Year, which was nice. Got it presented by Ringo Starr, who I spoke with yesterday, by the way, and he uh, he had nothing but good things to say about Billie and Phineas, uh, her brother. Now she has a new hair color. And it broke Instagram. It set new records on Instagram. Don't uh, tell Andrew Cuomo; he'll say something about it and make her cry. Well, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, and that that'll give her a nice civil suit for more money to go along with <laughs> her. More go. money. A uh, 16.8 million likes, like immediately, as soon as she posted it. And now she reveals that the green and black 
uh, her thing was a wig. And that, you know, blonde, no. is, her, blonde is her natural. That's not very rock and roll or, you know. Just take off know, the there's hair. A lot of wigs. There's a lot of There's a big history of wigs in rock and roll. <laughs> Joan Jett never had a wig, but she never had green hair either. Uh, I don't, and I don't know. I think the way we phrase that is Joan Jett never had a wig she confessed to. I knew you were going to say something about that. That's why I said Joan Jett. Yeah. While you were talking to uh, Ringo, did he say anything about George and his uh, concert with uh, or, or or his kids' concert? His kids got Danny's concert. He did. He did not. You know, Ringo was focused mostly on his new EP, though. He did. Uh, he did talk a little bit about the Peter Jackson film that's coming in August and how good it is. You know, how much he's looking forward to it. Uh, meanwhile, the children of George Harrison and Ravi Shankar, which would be. Uh, Danny Harrison and Anushka Shankar announced that they're going to be restaging the concert for Bangladesh 50th anniversary for it. That's all they said. Uh, they didn't give us a date. They didn't give us a site or a lineup of artists. But it's being it's being coordinated with with a couple of organizations out of India uh, to do this. So That's... it's you know, I, I, it could be exciting. A lot of people know Danny and like him. So I suspect that he he could get a good lineup together. You know, maybe even get some of the folks who are still around from from 1971. You know, maybe Bob Dylan would would do it for him, and that, that would be fun. That's to raise money for Bangladesh, right? Right. I mean, yeah, and, and 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 causes and charities out there. They haven't identified those yet either. Yeah, I so. kind of was thinking that when I saw this story. I was like, I didn't want to say in my even in my own head, what do they need money for? Because it's like the poorest country on earth. Yeah. I just kind of thought, well, where do you start? Right, and you know, so you know, hopefully they'll do it right. For the, you know, the first concert raised some money. I'll, you know, that that was really the early days of the major fundraising concerts like that. So they had some issues in the aftermath, but you know, it, it certainly set a template, helped set a template for a lot of good things that came after it. So is Sharon Osbourne so radioactive right now that she has the view shut down, or the the, the talk shut down, because that's where she was defending Piers Morgan, right. that it's affecting the voice now? Um, no, I think I mistyped that oh. on the sheet. Sorry. Okay. Um, it's all about the talk uh, with oh, okay. Sharon Osbourne. Okay. So, you know, as we know, she she got into a, you know, a bit of a tiff with one of her co-hosts about Piers Morgan, and now... The piling on has begun. Other co-hosts, uh, Lane Welderoth, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, uh, Rodney Pete's wife. Um, oh, uh, Holly Pete. Sorry, Holly Pete. Yeah, yeah, they've come out and you know talked about Sharon's um, racist exclamations on the show and mistreatment and abuse and bullying on the show. I mean, you know, there's it's no secret Sharon's a strong personality, <laughs> um, well, but... which makes which makes some of this. Easy, easy to believe. She says, you know, in terms of being racist, she's told everybody to f off. Um, that there's, there's no such thing, no such way. But, you know, and, and they're trying to, they're grappling with how to handle this on the, you know, on the show. But it's a show where the women are supposed to have opinions. Yeah, yeah, they are, and they're supposed to embrace. And you know, I guess, I guess it was just Sharon has come out and said she. She felt she was ambushed by the whole thing about Piers Morgan. It was not even brought up that they were going to talk about it. The the one co-host just kind of lit into her about it, and you know put her on the defensive. And she, you know, she, she so Sharon's pleading Bambi in the headlights on this. And, well, you know. and then the other part is I hear Sharon Osbourne get beating up for Piers Morgan's opinions, but has anyone said, <laughs> well, Piers Morgan will never work in this world again? I just I kind of don't understand that. 
yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's these these things flare up, and then and then we'll see what happens. I have a feeling that when the the talk returns, everybody's going to be back in place, and bygones will be bygones, <laughs> and you know, maybe maybe there will be producers that ride herd over it. Or will there always be the the producer like when Sharon starts to talk, get <clears throat> kind of an eye. Bro. You know what I don't like <laughs> about that letting the dust settle thing is. Then they all gather together again, and they have a show again, and they act like nothing has happened, or it's like, no, we're all friends, everything's good, don't anybody, can, you know, sudden moves. Just let them play it out on the air. You want some grudges brought let out them, under let them the... do Let them do it on the air. Let them, you know, let them work it out. So Just that, put them back. I, don't go on hiatus. Put them right back in the ring the next day. I would watch that if they went out there and went, and Sharon starts talking, they go, oh, here we go. You know, oh, yeah. if somebody said that. Now, that's TV worth watching. Everybody, right everybody likes a car crash. Absolutely. Um, speaking of car crashes, Britney Spears. Yep. Uh, it all continues. Uh, first of all, her lawyer is planning to request another series of changes in the conservatorship. Uh, apparently, the plan is to reach out to the to the um, Jody Montgomery. This is the person who, when Britney's dad was sick basically sat in for him as conservator. And so the attorney's going to ask for him to be the permanent conservator of the estate, along with that, uh, with the Bessemer Trust, which is the co-conservator. Uh, he's going to take that in front of a judge, hasn't said when, but we'll see if and when that happens. So how, what does this mean for Britney's freedom? How long, are we, is it closer? I think, I think it's considered a step closer. It's a different person. You know, her dad keeps claiming he's not the one standing in the way. Yeah, you know that it really is about the court. I don't know. In the meantime, uh, Britney's reportedly considering doing an interview with Oprah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so we go she... from look out, Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this isn't a this isn't a British thing. So I don't uh, know Piers, so. Well, Pierce has something to say about it. He everything. has an opinion. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so she, you know, Britney, she's talking, thinking about sitting down and basically giving the story and her thoughts to to Oprah. Oprah seems to be gathering up her powers again. Well, she uh, she she never lost. But well, she, she I... just kind of stepped back for a minute. I think I think Oprah had the good sense to realize when she was getting overexposed. Well, and I... now it's now it's time to step back. And you know, Brit- I kind of feel like Oprah had her show and her network and her magazine, and then. I know Taylor Swift popped up for a while yeah, and became the person that everyone had to answer to. Now it's that, coming back to Oprah. But that's where Oprah's savvy. She knows, she, you know, she knows when to be up out front. Uh, she knows when to, you know, sit back and be behind the scenes. I Oprah mean, basically I, said, "When things really get sideways, <laughs> you'll see step me again." Aside, yeah, Taylor. I'll, I'll... And you know, and, and and certainly the the Harry Harry and Meghan, you know, ad for their new for their new media company. You know, definitely put Oprah, Oprah on the back on the radar in a big way. Hmm. So yeah, so people who were running to America to get away from the spotlight yeah. grabbed Oprah. So, you know, listen, listen, we <laughs> knew what, we knew what that we knew what that was all about, yeah. and, it, and it hit at about the fifty-six minute mark. <laughs> all right, they kept, they kept you into the second hour, and then 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 it. You know, then we saw what that one was all about. All right. We're out of Thanks, time, Gary. All right. Well, listen, you guys have a great weekend. You too. Stay safe. Yep. And uh, I'll have a little brisket for you. All right. I hope Very you track down a shot, too. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you Friday. All right. Gary Graff, he's our music guy.